The following shiur is presented by Rav Ariel Ovadia of the Sephardic Halakha Center. For more shiurim or information, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Shalom Aleichem, Rabotai. This shiur is on Parashat Vayetzeh. And... Uh, Parasha and Halakha series, and we will discuss the concepts of Nedarim, which are mentioned in our Parasha. Pasuk says, as Yaakov was fleeing from um, his brother Esav, harana. and the Pasuk goes through what his uh, what, what his trip, and then he fell asleep in this. He went to sleep in this place in Betel, in Luz. And when he woke up in the morning, he had the dream, the famous dream with the ladder. And when he woke up in the morning, he he took the rock that he slept on and he made a matzavah out of it. And Yaakov makes a neder. Hashem is with me and guards me on my path. And he gives me bread to eat. I'm close to where I returned safely to my home. Then Hashem will be my and Hashem will be my my God. This event should become a better And whatever you give me, I'll give it as ma'aser. So we see, we find here. Um, the concept of Nedarim, the concept of, of vowing in the times of trouble, and Etzaraz, Yaakov is fleeing Esav, and he's fearing for his life after receiving the Barachot. And we'll discuss some of the pertinent Alachot of Nedarim. Number one is, is it a good thing to, to be Nedar or not? So Hachamim are pretty clear about this. Somebody who makes a nether is called a rasha, as the pasuk says, If you stop doing a darim, you will not sin. That implies that if you don't, then you're then it's a, it's a het. The Brayta also says, And that's what the Shulchan Aruch rules. And even if a person made a nether, he should still go ahead and make a tarad nedarim in order to um, avoid being bound by the nether, we'll discuss how to do Atarad and Darim a little bit later in the shiur. How about Nidrat Daka? A person goes up in shul and he has to make a nether, or it's accepted that he should make a nether, then it's better not to, if possible, not to make a nether. And if the entire tzibur in general, a person shouldn't make a pledge, rather, if he has the money, pay it right away, but not pledge. But if it is expected that he should pledge, and that will give hizuk to other people that he pledges, then he should at the very least say belineder, and that will not give his pledge the strength of a neder, um, if possible. Berkeosef brings in the name of Marimat, in the name of the Arizal, that if it's really necessary to get people um, involved to make it as a neder, then he can do that, but again, it's better not um, there is, however, times which in which you are allowed to make nedarim, and that is the example. The number one example is the one in our parasha with Yaakov. Yaakov obviously did the right thing, 
And that is in the time of trouble when a person has a tzara and he needs to make a neder um, to be able to have some schuyot, um about accepting upon himself a specific thing to do or a specific neder to tzedakah, then a person is allowed to make a neder. Similarly, one is allowed to make a neder um, f- to fulfill a mitzvah or not to do an averah. Let's say he sees that he's, even though it doesn't really, it doesn't really take the same, doesn't take an effect necessarily. The, the, the laws of this would be uh, pretty intricate, not for now. But um, if somebody sees that he's weakening in his tefillah and his learning in fulfilling certain mitzvot, Shabbat, Kashrut, whatever it is, and he makes himself a neder, that's a good thing because that strengthens his commitment to to um, to our mitzvot. Or also the Rambam says if a person does it, lechonen de otav and midotav. If a person sees that he's lacking in his midot, anger or 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 haughtiness or whatever it is that he has, patience that he's lacking, then he can make a neder to commit to to fix his ways, uh, his wayward ways. However, he says if a person can do that without coming on Taneder, that would be much better. Um, and the example for this is a story in the Gemara with Shimon Tzadik, who says he was the Kohen Gadol, um, who would never eat from any Korban of any Nazir, because he felt that it was not right for a person to become a Nazir, to prevent himself from drinking wine and being metamela metim, or taking a haircut with the force of a Neder, of a Nazirut. Um <coughs> Except for one time when he met an Azir and he asked him, you have such beautiful hair, why did you decide to take it off? Um, as an Azir does, at the end of his Nazirut, an Azir shaves off all his hair. So he said, um, he said, I saw that my Yetzirah was pushing me to go astray, so I made an Adir to curb it. So he says, that, this, this is a proper Adir. So we learn from here that if a person makes an Adir for the purpose of fixing his ways, he feels that he's very lax in a specific direction, then he's allowed to make a nether. And still, says says Maran and the Rambam, that it's better to to do this um, without a nether if possible. With a commitment, with a Kabbalah, but don't make a nether out of it. And even in these cases, better yet, not to make a shavuah. A person says it in an expression of a nether. It's still better than making it an expression of a shavuah. Um, there's another common thing that... Um, um, can happen and the, the poskim discuss when a person says to do a, a mitzvah even if he doesn't say neder like we spoke about the example someone pledging in shul that also is considered a neder Shach brings this and many other poskim that dibura be'alma just saying that I commit to something which is a mitzvah not not a regular commitment not if you say you commit to going to if I'm going to the store I'm going to do X errand or Y errand when a person says I commit to doing a mitzvah even if he didn't say beneder he is bound by that commitment and he has to say Belinadir when he does it. This is common sometimes when people say, oh, let's study together uh, at this hour or let's let's go together to this hesed or this uh, mitzvah. Then a person has to make sure to say Belinadir in that instance. Um, many poskim say also if a person repeats the same thing twice and says hen, hen, love, love, that also yes, yes, or no, no, that constitutes another. But again, this all comes to show us the, the extreme uh, caution that we have to have with nethering. How about a nether about something that has not um, has not yet uh, materialized in this world? So for example, he says, when I receive this inheritance or when I buy this field 
or when I make this money, I will give X ma'aseh or the or 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 tzedakah or whatever it is. Then <coughs> Shulchan Aruch brings that a person can forbid himself in something that is not yet in the world, um, that is not here. Although when it comes to Hoshan Mishpat, to buying and selling, a person cannot buy and sell something that's not yet um, in his possession or has not yet materialized. But when it comes to Nadarim, the person can bind himself in such a way. However, the Paskim discuss that there there is a Hiluk, there is a difference between Hekdesh and Neder. Meaning to say, if you say Neder, that um, I'm forbidding myself to eat these fruits, even though those fruits are not yet in the world, or I'm forbidding myself um, to, 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 to derive benefit from whatever it is, even if it's not yet in your possession, or uh, even if it's not materialized yet, you're forbidden to do so. Um, you're bound by your nether. But when you commit to give tzedakah, to give hekdesh, um, that is not going to be, that's not not going to be binding, according to the opinion of, of the shach and others. And the case would be a person who commits that if I make profit, X amount of profit, I'll give all the ma'asot uh, to this tzedakah or the other tzedakah. According to the shach, that's not binding. He brings the marshal and the drishah who write that it is binding. It's a big machlok at whether the person is able to is is able to to take it back. And the ma'ase, um, um the taz brings and Be'er brings in his in his name that. Um, that a person should be mahmir and fulfill that nadir. Um, that's that's another another um, uh, concept. Now there's another thing which is that the nether has to reflect what you are thinking in your heart, and there's various details that relate to this. But a person has to. There's two components to every nether. Number one, you have to. Um, think in your heart that you want this nether. So for example, a person wants to give $100 at tzedakah. He has to, number one, commit in his heart to give it, and then say that out loud as a nether. That's when it becomes a nether. Or say, express it. It doesn't have to be out loud, but express it. That's when it becomes a nether. Or if a person wants to com- to, to commit not to eat uh, X, X, uh, this type of food or the other type of food, then if he makes an, if that's what he's thinking to say, and that's what he ends up expressing, then he's going to be, he's going to be bound by that nether. As Maran writes, His mouth and his heart have to be in, in, in line, in sync. If not, then you're not going to have the obligation of a nether, as the Pasuk says, There's various halachot about this. Um, There is a debate amongst the Rishonim, according to this halacha, how we explain um, what the Gemara says, Nudrin laharamin velahargin. That uh, Gemara in Adarim Davchavzayin Udbet says that if a person is met by a, a, a thug or a, or a government uh, agent, in, the, in those days where the government was corrupt, and uh, he, he forces him to, to give him a certain amount of money or whatever, or and the person, in order to prove his innocence or to prove that he's not subject to a specific tax, makes a nether and he says, you know, I, if, if I were to be this and that, I make a nether. So the Gemara says, those netherim are not binding. Why? Because we know that you're forced to make such a nether. We know that you're forced. So all the Rishonim, Tosfot, the Ramban, and many others, the Rosh, ask, why, why do you need to say that you're forced? Even if you're not forced, you don't have an intent to make the nether. 
you're just you're just saying it outwardly but we said already that the condition has to be that your heart and your words have to fit your heart and your and your mouth have to be in sync here your heart is not in sync so why do you need to come on to the reason that it, you're being forced you're being coerced by this thug so Tosfot say well it depends if a person is amaaret if it's amit hacham that makes a difference but the Ramban and the Rosh and the Taz and the Shach they all go with this explanation that here it's different the whole the whole case that we're talking about that your heart and your and your mouth have to be in sync is when you made a mistake you wanted to say a hundred dollars to tzedakah and you said by mistake a thousand dollars you wanted to say I will not eat uh, um uh, I will not eat whole wheat bread, and you only said bread, whatever example you want. In such a case, since your mouth didn't fully express what you intended to say, then that is a case of NP Veliboshavin, his mouth and his heart are not in sync. But if your heart intended, to, if your mouth said what your heart intended to say, like when a thug pulls someone over and says, uh, uh, and wants to tax him unjustly or whatever it is, and and he he swears to him, or he makes an edit to him, which he intends to make. There's no, he doesn't slip it. There's no slip of the tongue. He intends to make it. In such a case, it would be binding, if not for the, for the, for the fact that he was being coerced into such an edit. And that is the maskana of the poskim. Um, there is another example, and, and a kind of opposite example of this, where the person intended to say more. And said less. In such a case, we don't say that nothing, nothing is is involved. Rather, you're only going to have what you said if that is included. So, for example, the Havot Yair writes that if somebody me- meant to forbid himself only in bread and uh, in, in wheat bread, uh, he wanted to say all breads, but he made a mistake. He only said wheat bread. Then he is forbidden in the wheat bread. I would say the same example would be if somebody wanted to commit to give a thousand dollars and he only said a hundred dollars, but that's included in the thousand, then that's going to be uh, something that he is going to be obligated to give. Whereas if he wants to say a hundred and he says a thousand, that that commitment is absolutely uh, null and void, and he doesn't even have to give uh, the hundred dollars. Another example that Dvar Shmuel discusses, Dvar Shmuel Abu Hab, uh, brought down in the Pithet Shuva, that if somebody's father made him a nether, that kid is a young kid, 12, 13, um, or even younger, and let's say, for example, he goes up to the Torah and the father says the nether. If the kid doesn't negate that nether, then that nether is going to be um, applicable to the kid, even though the kid didn't really um, uh, say a nether. So one can say that this halachav of expressing it through the mouth should 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 uh, should um, tell us that in this case, the person should not be should not be obligated to follow nether. He didn't say anything with his mouth. His father said it. He just didn't didn't um, uh, didn't argue. But since he, he he went in line with that nether, let's say that they give out a, a, a pledge cards or the community as a whole accepts a specific Kabbalah and he goes along with that Kabbalah without without um, uh, stating otherwise, then even though he never said anything explicitly, that is going to be binding. Uh, similarly, if one makes a nether and we can assume that it includes various other additions to it, even though he didn't specify them, that is all going to go into his nether. So the idea of specifying, of expressing what your heart is saying, of, of being in sync, is only when there is a slip up and your your mouth doesn't fully express what you meant to say, what you what you meant to be not there or says something else or or, or, or or otherwise. But if it's but but in terms of expressing another, 
if there is an, an ex, a commitment, a general commitment that the tzibur undertakes, the community undertakes, and you just are following suit and you, you're, you're automatically included with that commitment or your father um, um, makes a nether for you and you go ahead with it, um, same thing if you make a nether and that nether will be... Um, Will, will will imply more than what you actually ex- uh, uh, said specifically, but it's clearly implied in what you said. In such a case, there is no um, uh, lack of, uh, on the part of this of of the of having your heart in sync with your with your mouth, and that is going to be binding as a full fledged net. There's another type of net there, which. Some uh, which is called nadar al da'at aharim. If you make a nether to appease or or to um, fulfill the opinion or the the mind of other of others, in such a case you will be following what their interpretation of the nether is. So, for example, if someone tells you, um, make me a nether that you haven't um, that that you will not eat this, not eat that. What they have in mind is what your nether is going to be. Uh, explained as and there are various examples for that in the in the poskim. That is an interesting halacha that the poskim discuss at length, which is somebody who makes a nether in a dream. And this once in a while people ask this question: Had a dream that they made X nether or Y nether? Do they have to fulfill it? So the Gemara discusses nidui, somebody who's put in harem in in halom in a dream. Is that binding or not? And we're machmir that a person who has an idui and a halom should go to uh, get 10 people and make hatarat, neda, hatarat nidui for that nidui. That's what the custom of many communities before Rosh Hashanah and Kippur is that they get 10 people to do hatarat. Not that hatarat nidarim needs 10 people, but hatarat nidui is better to do with 10 people. And we're machmir for that even for uh, nidarim. Although it's a machlok at Rishonim, the Rosh holds it's not a problem. The Rashbah holds it is a problem, but the Shach and the Bach and many others write that the Minhag is to be Mahmir <coughs> and require a Hatara for a nether done in a dream, even if you had a Hatara in that dream of your nether. And if 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 uh, a woman has a Chalom and that nether is a nether which the husband can nullify, which discussion unto its own, which netherim can a husband nullify? Uh, for his wife, but generally any nether that a wife makes and a husband hears um, and that nether pertains to things between her and him or things that will make her um, suffer, like not eating, not drinking, etc. Those netherim, the husband has the right to disavow, to, 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 to nullify within the day that he hears of it. So some say that that applies also to this case of the halom, some say not. Um, the Shach and the Bach also take as a halacha that the lady should seek out a hatarat nadarim, even if she, if the husband would have, had she uttered it herself, she would have been able to get out of it by the husband's nullification. But if it's in a dream, then it takes on a certain severity because it's like as if Mishamayim, they're telling her to be, to be strict about this. The Paskim say also that if a person has another to do a mitzvah in the halom, they discuss a case where a guy owes money and he has a dream. His father comes to him in a dream and says, go pay up the money right now. In such a case, because it's a mitzvah to pay up a, a, a debt that you owe, and although we said a neder that you, you'd swear in a dream, 
you should lechatchila do a hatara like we spoke. Even though many Rishonim hold you don't even need to do a hatara, but we're machmir to do a hatara. So maybe in this case, you know, I don't, I might not even need to do a hatara. So at best, I'm doing a hatara. So why? So 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 the chora that should be the that should be the halacha. Still, the poskim say if it's a mitzvah, pitchetshuva brings it b'shem the radvaz and others. If it's a mitzvah, go ahead and do that mitzvah because um, it's it's a sign from Shemaim that a person should be mahmir in that. And, and he brings down other poskim from Hatam Sofer that that even if you don't say that mishamaim that they're that they're turning uh, that they, that they're encouraging him to do this mitzvah, even if that dream has to do with what he was thinking of all day. Well, if he was thinking all day of doing that mitzvah, then that's like committing in your heart to do a mitzvah, and a person should should lechatchila go and fulfill that. Another discussion in the poskim is if a person makes a neder, and immediately he takes back and he says bli neder, is that a problem or not? Maran says that as long as it's toch kedidibur within three seconds, kedamirat shalom alecha rabbi, the amount that it takes to say shalom alecha rabbi. Then that is going to be nullified. Various discussion in the poskim as to how, how that works and why that works, but generally that's the halacha that Maran brings. That if a person, so that could happen sometimes when a person pledges and he right away realizes, oh, I forgot to say Belineder. So if he right away jumps in and says Belineder, then that is going to nullify his neder, and he and he will be okay with that. We'll, we'll, another halacha that kind of relates to this is the concept of Kal Nidre which we do Ahtarad Nadarim on Kippur if you notice that Kal Nidre is a double is a double procedure number one you're nullifying your old Nadarim Ahtarad Nadarim which is a procedure unto its own we'll discuss at the end of the Sheol but the other part of the procedure is what the Hazan repeats um, and that is saying that any Nadar which we will make this Yom Kippur and, and from this Yom Kippur to the following Yom Kippur, that nether is batel and vutal already from now. And we say that also in the in the Nosachot of Atarad Nadarim that we say um, before Rosh Hashanah, before Kippur, that it's a Mesirat Modah, that any nether or any Shavua or whatever it is that we're going to say in the following year, um, let that be null and void from now and we never mean, we never intend to, to, to uh, make such a nether. It's a, a major, major discussion in the poskim how that works, and and whether whether that that works at all. Um, the sugya in the Gemara is is seems to say that as long as you forgot of the neder of this condition that you made before, then that's going to be good. Um, but if you remember it while you're making the neder, that's not good. Which I would generally think that most people who make nedarim during the year do not even remember that they said Kal Nidre. In such a case, that would be good according to those Rishonim. However, there are those who say that, no, that the opposite, that a person um, has to have, if he, only if he remembers it and he's thinking that he's doing it based on this Kal Nidre, then the Nether is Batel. So we are Machmir not to rely on on um, this Hatarad Nidreim of Kal Nidre, and this is the Ramah writes, and that's what Maran also writes. However, in Avkat Ochel, which is the shoot of of Maran, the, the the response of Maran, he seems to be lenient when when it when, it's ne- when necessary to rely on the Hatara that we say on Kal Nidre, on the condition that we say on Kal Nidre, that we stipulate that all our Nedarim going forward will not be Nedarim. Um, he relies on that to, to to discount the Nedarim that one says during the year without remembering the the um,
Talnidre. A person should not rely on that and should be careful not to make Nidarim. However, maybe that it works and that's why we say it. Obviously on Yom Kippur, um, in order for us to take out this, the, the sting of Nidarim, the Chonda of Nidarim, just in case, um, indeed, um, it, it's going to help, um, then we, we try to as much as possible to avoid um, making the darim that are going to be binding, like we spoke in the beginning of the shiur, that it is, is not a good thing at all to make the darim. Finally, somebody who made a neder, what is his um, remedy? What can he do to get out of it? We spoke about hatarad and darim. Hatarad and darim has a few caveats. Um, you need to have three people. They need to, they need to listen to you. Um, uh, you have to come to them and, and ask them for a ta'a. And then they say, mutarim lecha, or shiruim lecha, <coughs> mechulim lecha, whatever they say. And that's going to be matir the nether for, for, for the person. There's two general ways to be matir nether. One is, is through a harata, where you come and you say, I regret having made the nether to begin with. And the other one is, and that is in a case where he feels like he should have never made the nether. Um, in, under any circumstances um, before. So all he does is come to the Hachamim, Amit Haret on this nether that I made. I made a nether not to eat apples and I feel bad for making it. I never wanted to make it. I, I would have never made it. I regret it. And then they say, Mechulim Lecha, Mechulim Lecha, Mechulim Lecha. And then there's Hapetah. Hapetah is when the person doesn't regret having made it. It worked while he made it or he got an Aliyah and he was happy for pledging a large number because it looked good at the time. But now he realizes that he can't do it or he was happy that he committed not to eat foods, certain foods because it was healthy for him to do that. And now he regrets having been bound by it by a nether. So then the hachamim have to open a petah for him and tell him, had you known this or had you known that? And that procedure will leave up to the to people who know how to do hatarat netarim. And in such a case, there can also be materials nether. There is a halacha that one who makes a nether should, has to say um, what was the nether that he made in order for it to be nullified because we're afraid that the person accepted upon himself a mitzvah and now he's coming to nullify it. So say he decided, I'm, okay, I'm going to keep kosher. And now he comes to the hachamim and they tell him, and he says, I made a nether, I want to nullify it. If he tells them what the nether is, they're going to say, wait, you're bound by it anyways. You can't not eat kosher. So then, so then um, instead, that's why we have to tell him to say the nether because if he doesn't say it, he might come to, to, to rely on their hatarat nadarim to do things that he shouldn't be doing. That's why we need to be poet. If you ever notice in the hatarat nadarim that we say before Rosh Hashanah Kippur, he says, Me'akaradin, You have to ask to explain it. But, um, but, but because we don't know how many things, uh, whatever that, 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 because we don't know what to be matir and which nadarim we made, then we ask it to be matir regardless. So th- there's discussion about that. But generally, when a person asks for a tarat nadarim, then a person should be, um, should, should be, be um, specify what the specific nadar that he made was and then get the tarat nadarim on that. So to, to, in conclusion, we have to be careful not to make nadarim. If a person commits to do a mitzvah, even if he doesn't say that it's a nether, it generally is a nether, that's why he should say beli nether on that. If a person remembers tochkeda dibur within a few sec, within three seconds, he says beli nether, then that is acceptable. And if a person bound himself by a nether, then he should make sure that he gets a proper hatara, whether it's through a betach or a harata, in front of a quorum of three, and that will 
um, nullify the nether. And there are instances which you're allowed to be noder, like um, to, to rectify your ways, or if you are in a time of trouble, or or to make other people strengthen strengthen themselves in yadut, or to strengthen yourself in, in fulfillment of mitzvot. However, all of those instances, if it is possible to do it without a nether, then that is even, even more advisable. So Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu should um, save us from Avon uh, Darim, and we should always have all the best. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halachic consultation, monetary Bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at theshc.org to subscribe.